was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. K. <laughs> Lil Baron. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. You know, having a good day. Good. Everything's going well. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about something that's important. Oh, good. What? It's not, it's not necessarily fun, oh, but great. it's important. Did you, know, you I hate that. <laughs> I know. I know. But we got to do it. We got to okay. do it. It's our charge. Did, <laughs> did you know, Lil that heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States for both men and women. Have you heard that before? I yeah, have. I've, I've heard that before too. Yeah. Uh, but listen to this, nearly half of all Americans, 47% have at least one of the three key risk factors. Ugh. That's a lot, right? Yeah. So the, the key risk factors are high blood pressure, okay. high cholesterol and smoking cigarettes. Oh. And 47% of Americans have at least one of those. At least one. So feels like maybe we got to work on that. We got some work to do. Yeah, right? just a little bit. Here is the good news, though. The good news is that you can manage two of those risk factors, high blood pressure and high cholesterol by making a few simple adjustments to your daily diet and you okay. don't have to miss out on flavor. There, there's a way to do it. One of the risk factors for heart disease is eating a diet that's high in saturated fat, trans fats and cholesterol. Yeah. So you're kind of talking about red meats, right? Yeah. Red meats associated with an increased risk of total cardiovascular disease. So in general, just as a reminder, red meat is your beef, lamb, pork, processed meats. Um, they tend to have more saturated fat than other protein options. So fortunately, people can diversify their diets for heart health with a wide variety of plant-based foods, mm -hmm. your fruits, vegetables, legumes, whole grains, nuts, seeds. These are all things that are good for us. And uh, also we can get our protein from those foods as well. Yeah. Sharon Palmer is a registered dietitian and also an author. She's written four books on uh, full of tips on how to get plant-based foods into your diet uh, that will help your heart in the long run. She's got, she says she recommends eating a wide variety of plant-based foods and not thinking that the only way to get protein is from animals. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you, you know how I feel about I a good do. steak, right? So it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you can't get protein from animals, but you right. want to be careful, right? So Palmer says it's easy to get enough protein on a plant-based diet. She says it's easy. It may not be easy for everybody. I may be one of those that might find it a little <laughs> bit difficult, but I, I understand what I understand yeah. what we're talking about here. So she says eating plant-based foods will get you there and protect your heart along the way as plant-based proteins like beans, lentils, soy foods, nuts, and seeds are rich in fiber healthy fats, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, and all these things are linked with disease prevention and reduction. So there's things, they're good things, yeah, right? Yeah. So here's an idea that she recommends, and I've heard this before, but you could try a simple strategy, she says, like having a meatless Monday. It's oh. just a simple way to make a small change in your dietary habits and include more helpful protein sources in order to help manage your risk for heart disease. So she recommends there are three food categories that are the best to look for. We're going to talk about those. The first one is pulses. Do you, do you, is that a phrase or, or a word you're familiar with? Yeah. So these are things like dried beans, lentils, peas. Oh, These are all good sources of protein. Plus they're full of fiber, uh -huh. which can lower your blood cholesterol levels and help boost your gut microbiome for heart health. It also lowers inflammation. It's good for our immune mm. system. So those are all good things. Mm -hmm. uh, high in protein. 
the other, the next category is nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. So pistachios, walnuts, uh, almonds, hemp seeds, chia seeds, peanuts, these all provide good sources of protein there. They have healthy fats. They've got great fiber and they're linked with the reduced risk of heart disease as well. So if you're hungry in the afternoon, a great idea is to grab a handful of nuts or seeds for a heart healthy snack. And then the last one I'm going to focus on touch on just briefly is soy foods. So tofu, soy milk, soybeans, these are again, all good sources of high quality protein, which are linked with good heart health. They're also like the others rich in fiber and phytochemicals and eating more soy food is a great way to take the place of some animal foods on your plate as well. So in addition to reducing your risk of heart disease, these healthy foods uh, by eating these healthy foods, Palmer also shares, there's a couple of other things that we can do. Number one, she says eating healthy fats, like Mm. using canola and olive oil for cooking avocado, avocado (laughs) is a healthy fat. Yes. You, you tapped right into my, (laughs) all of my weaknesses are being put on display here. (laughs) Number two, she says, eliminate high sugar, high calorie junk foods like potato chips, cookies, candy. I'm not going to say Cheetos. (laughs) She might say Cheetos. I'm not going to say it. And then the last one that she says is to limit or eliminate alcoholic beverages. She says no more than one drink per day for women and no more than two drinks per day for men. Mm. And those are just a few things that we can all do to kind of reduce our risk for heart disease. And man, there's plenty of room for improvement there for all of us, right? So Lil, just last week, we visited with one of our amazing athletes, Frank Davis. He, man, he was so great. So an all around amazing athlete. He's Mm -hmm. competed 24 times in the Huntsman World Senior Games, most recently in racquetball. Uh, For those who are following on our podcast, that's episode number 383. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to go back and review that, or if you haven't heard it yet, it's a great story. He told us an incredible story about a doubles (laughs) partner in his racquetball match. You you remember that? I do. And uh, today we're lucky enough and blessed to have that doubles partner joining us on the show. Yes, Tad Collister is joining us by Zoom from Bountiful, Utah. He's competed in the games three times and like I said, most recently in racquetball. Tad, thank you for taking a minute out of your day to join us. Happy to do it. Thank you for inviting (laughs) me. So we we do want to talk a little bit about last year's Huntsman World Senior Games. Now, now Frank kind of laid the groundwork for us. Uh, He he mentioned that he called you up and asked if you wanted to be a doubles partner, and it seemed like it was a good match. Um, Talk a little bit about your experience last year. There were were some kind of unique things that happened. (laughs) Well, there were some unique things. I, <laughs> I, I did play singles, and I, um, I ended up getting the silver medal. My partner, Frank, got the gold. <laughs> uh, but he probably didn't tell you that I beat him in our personal match. But oh, he, no. <laughs> he did not mention he that. That's fun to know. But he deserved the gold. He got more points than I did, and I had lost another match. But we were playing doubles and we had won, I think it was four matches and we were in our fifth and I went for a shot and I slammed into the front wall with my left shoulder. And, uh, I knew it was something serious, but I didn't know what. So I went out, take a break and my arm was bruising up and, uh, swelling up and I could feel a lot of pain. My wife put ice all over it. And uh, so uh, 
we didn't want to lose the match. So I said, Frank, you got to take most of the shots. I'll do the best I can. I have to serve and I'll take the shots that come right to me. So we went back in and we ended up winning that match. It was kind of a painful experience. And then we had another match right after it. Just so kept putting ice out. on it. And uh, I would serve. I had to serve with the same hand and hit it with the same hand because I couldn't use my left arm at all. Poor Frank's running all over the court, probably 80-plus <laughs> percent of the shots, so I don't have to, to move my body. Even though I'm right-handed, you don't realize what how much you still move your left arm yeah. and your pain is. And then yeah. we won that match, so I went to the uh, emergency uh, room there, and they x-rayed it, and they said, yes, you you broke it. I didn't know then until later, actually, that I broke it in four places. But the doctor, fortunately, was a sports-minded guy. And I said, you know, we've got one more match tomorrow. (laughs) And if we win that, we get the gold medal. And he gave me something. I hope it was legal. (laughs) 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 Sure was. He was a very good doctor. And. The next day, we uh, had one more match, and it was painful. It's probably as much pain as I've ever felt. But we played, and uh, we won, and we got the gold medal together. And uh, I I knew someday I'd look back and say, yeah, I'm glad I did that, although I'm not (laughs) sure I'm glad I did that. You're still, you're still waiting for that day. It's it's, it's going to come, but it hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> then I later got an x-ray when I got back and they said, yes, yeah, you broke it in four places, but we're not going to put it in a cast. We're going to put it in a sling and see if it will naturally heal and give you therapy. And, and they did. And I've gone through the therapy and it, it takes a longer time than you think, but I'm probably 95% back. Oh, good. And I started playing, uh, racquetball again and uh, so uh, it was a great experience with Frank he was terrific he took up the uh, the load and was running all over the court and did a fantastic <laughs> job filling in where I where I couldn't so it was a great experience for us both wow. well that's that's amazing and yeah and you know that matches up with the experience that Frank shared um, I just I, I just I have to just once <laughs> emphasize the shoulder was broken. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just hurt. Cause you know, I I've played racquetball before and yeah. I've run into the wall before and you've got a bruise or a bump and you think, Oh, that's, that's sore. You know, his shoulder was broken <laughs> in four different places. That's just, that's yeah. true. Truly a story of grit and determination yeah. and um, not wanting to let your partner down, right. but also just wanting to get out there and do the best that you mm-hmm. can do. That's just, it's amazing. Tad is just amazing. Yeah. Like you. And we had a lot of, we have a group of Bountiful that plays Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 5.30. And uh, I talked to a lot of them about coming down and about 10 of them participated. Oh, great. Uh, so I didn't want to let them down either. They were all there to cheer us on. <laughs> and some of them got gold medals. And in fact, one of them was a, a woman who actually it was the third time she got a gold medal for the singles and some others got medals. So it was a great social event as well as physical activity for us. Well, we found that that's the case. Yeah. You know, so many of our athletes come for the 
But for the competition, of course, that's an important aspect of it. And we all want to do our best and we want to win. But there is there's something special about that social element as well, where you're you know, competing with existing friends or finding new mm-hmm. friends. And there's just something special that comes along with that. Yeah. We see that all yeah. the time. So th- thanks for sharing that story. I mean, I'm yeah. just, again, I'm just blown away <laughs> that you were able to do that and that you were, were willing to, right. and that, you know, your, your wife helped you and let you uh, yeah. continue on and helped <laughs> with the ice and everything. It's a team effort. It is for yeah, sure. I don't, I don't think I'd do it again, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> I would not blame you. I, I, I remember years ago when the Bulls were playing the Jazz in the finals and Michael Jordan was sick. I think we all remember the story and he still played and he scored, what, 68 points or something like that. He says that he would not do that again, but this is a whole other level. Right. This is a whole other level, but uh, congratulations on a yes. great tournament. And let me also just say, I emphasize this with Frank last week when we talked with him, but we have a really competitive racquetball tournament. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, we, we have some really good players that come. And so when you medal at the world senior games, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. And so congratulations on that. Tad, I want to back up a little bit from last year and talk a little bit about how you got into racquetball. What was the impetus that kind of got you going in the sport? Well, I've always liked athletics. I played basketball in high school and ran track. And then I played one year of basketball at BYU. When they used to have a freshman team. Okay. In fact, one day I was in Elder Holland's office. I remember who's a member of the quorum of the 12. And he said, Ted, do you remember when we played against each other? He played for Dixie Junior College. Yeah. <laughs> he was a return missionary. And I was younger and was a freshman at BYU. We played against each other and had a nice time. First time I met him. Oh, that's fun. And then I, uh, just had friends who invited me to play racquetball when I was probably about 30 and I got started and I played for about five or six years and loved it. And one day I got a call from the BYU uh, racquetball coach woman. I think it was Sylvia something. Yeah. She said to me, there's a player down there uh, from Bolivia down in your hometown of Glendale who was won his country championship, would you go play racquetball with him and see if you could get him to come to BYU? Oh, wow. If I went and played racquetball with him. He hit it so hard, people would come around the glass to watch him play, and he did go to BYU. Oh. And, uh, and <laughs> playing for one year there, not a member of the church. And then things happened where I was gone on a mission involved in some heavy church assignments that I didn't play for maybe 20 years. Okay. And then about uh, four years ago, I just wanted to get in better shape. And uh, I had always liked racquetball. I had a friend or two who played, and we just started playing over at the South Davis Recreation Center. And then these nice group of people said, hey, we play at 5.30. Why don't you come play at 5.30 with us? So I started playing with them, and we developed this wonderful relationship and uh, social relationship. And every year they come over and we have dinner at our house and play pickleball on a court we have little in our backyard <laughs> yeah. and have a good time. And this last year, we had one uh, that uh, we had kind of a fun time with. We made up this book that he wrote. It was 101 Excuses Why I Should Have Won. And we, <laughs> I, I love it. I got an excuse. And uh, 
had a fun time together. So it's been great socially. It's been yeah. great physically and mentally, I think, mm-hmm. health-wise. Yeah, so absolutely. That's how I kind of got into it. I, I, love, I love your experience because everybody's story is unique yeah. and everybody's experience is unique. But we do see so often that people... Um, you know, whether they're playing in high school or a little in college or intramurals or whatever it is, and they're you know physical and they're athletic and, and they have this love of the, of the game, the sport. And then for whatever good reason, and it's usually a good reason, you have to set that aside for a little bit, whether that's raising your family, your professional career, uh, other callings or assignments, whatever it is that comes along and you take a little bit of a break. And then we find so often that our athletes are able to reconnect with that sport or yeah. with that love or with the, the physicality, even if it's a new sport, we have a lot of people that, you know, maybe they played football in, in high school yeah. and we're not offering currently football at the Huntsman world senior <laughs> games. We do offer rugby. rugby. <laughs> I, will, I will put a plug in for that, but uh, maybe their sport isn't available for whatever reason. And then they find something else that they love to yeah. do. And, and then Ted, like you said, that social, element comes in and it just becomes such an important thing. Um, We've been aware of some, some research that you mentioned BYU that comes out of BYU where they studied the effects of loneliness. And uh, they've actually found that loneliness has the same health risk as smoking a half a pack of cigarettes a day. And they've even found that it's, it's more detrimental to our health than obesity is Mm -hmm. and um, you know, alcoholism. It's really, that that social isolation can be a tough one so right. anything that we can do to get out there and stay active and be connected with people i think is important and of course we're in the business of allowing that and helping that to happen with sports right. but there's other things that we can do but uh it's just it's just a, a fun thing so tad you've been coming to the games um was it three or four years three years three years and you say you're back up to 95%. So by the time October rolls around, you'll probably back, be back at 100%. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I hope got, so. You've done a great job with the games. Everybody I meet is so pleasant. And, uh, and you, you really establish some nice friendships there. I have to say that people you don't, you've never met before and you're competitive and you want to beat them on the court, but you know, your, your friends, you walk out of the court and your friends and you'd be happy to go to lunch or dinner with them or whatever. Yeah, there is something I've said it before, but there is just there is something there special is. about that. Something yeah. special about that. So I have a, a really good friend who uh, two years ago, she turned 50 and she wanted to play and she chose racquetball. And I think your friend that took the gold is that's why she's second in the world is because she <laughs> <laughs> lost to her. <laughs> yes. There, there, there is just something special about yeah. that for sure. So, so you've been coming down for a few years, obviously last year was very memorable. Like that's going to yeah. stand out, I think for a long time. Um, any other memories or things that you've noticed or observed while you're, you've been here at the games that kind of stand out as, as positive experiences? Well, uh, I think that uh, they're so well organized for one thing, but I think the most important I've always already emphasized is just the many, many friends and how friendly people are wherever you go, the workers, the participants. Uh, I, I was just not surprised really, but pleased yeah. that uh, 
people were such good sports, tough competitors, but good sports. It was kind of like my dad was an attorney and he'd go into the courtroom and it used to be in the old days, you know, it was like a battlefield in the courtroom. And then you walk outside and you go to lunch with the attorney on the other side, (laughs) you know, you can still battle it out, but still be friends. Yeah. And that was, I think the most remarkable thing to me is what good sports these people were, but good competitors. And I was surprised you know, like I'm an old codger now, you know, I'm in the 75 to 80 group, you know, and I thought guys would be rolling up in their wheelchairs to play, you know, <laughs> and you realize what good shape some of these people are in. Uh-huh. And, and it gives you an incentive to be in good shape yourself. So that's another important thing. I think you see other people that are in good shape, taking good care of them yourself themselves. And you say, I, I, I want to do that too. If they can do that, I can do that. There really is a motivation yeah. there. And I feel yeah. that, you know, I'm uh, I'm 48 this year, so I'm two years away from competing, but I've been involved with the games for a long time. And I just, I am, I'm motivated and inspired by what I see year after year. And I appreciate what you said to dad with that ability to, to go as hard as you can on the court, but then you know, walk off of that court and still be friends. It yeah. feels like that's something that we're struggling with as a society to be able to have, you know, conflict, whether it's healthy or otherwise, but then set it aside and see each other as human beings and people and a potential friend. And I, I, we do get to see that all the time at the games. And it it just, it's, it's a good feeling to know that you're at least a small part of trying to find a solution for what seems like a bigger problem in the world. Yeah. So we, so we love it. We just, we love being a, a part of it and, well, and involved in it. So. Yeah. And I think that's you, you touched on that where you said you want to beat them on the court, but then when they're playing someone else, you're cheering them on too. And I think that's yeah. huge, huge. Yes. So. Yeah. We, again, we love it. It's just something yeah. that's fun and, and we're, we're grateful when athletes find it. And Ted, frankly, we're grateful when athletes invite their friends to come yes. on down and, and be a part of it. So thanks for your uh, ambassadorial efforts right. <laughs> and, and proselyting to the, uh, to the, to your friends there and getting them to come down and right. just have a great time. It's something that we, we thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Well, let me just say, uh, Again, best of luck in getting that shoulder all the way healed up. Uh, we're looking forward to holding the games again this year, and yeah. we hope that you're available to come down and and share some time with us. And you and Frank hopefully are able to to uh, repeat <laughs> with that gold medal performance. We and, hope so. Yeah, we just we just wish you the best. So once again, Dad, thank you so much yes, for your time and, you. and your willingness to spend it with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in October at St. George at the World Senior Games. That'd be great. Thank you for making it possible for us. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love it. Well, Lil, thank yeah, you. Uh, just good stuff. Good I mean, stuff. Just, we, Crazy. Fun, fun to hear the other side of the yes. story of what we heard yesterday. And uh, just really, it's inspiring. It it's is inspiring, inspiring because I can tell you, I probably was it. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think most You're of us You're on your own. <laughs> I broke my arm. <laughs> oh, I think most of us would have, but. Let me just share a few things really quickly to wrap us up here. I want to just remind everybody that it's not too late to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. In fact, today is a perfect day to do it. Yes, it is. Right? Today is a perfect (laughs) day. So don't miss out. Get registered today. Now, I will say that there are a few of our sports that are already closed Mm -hmm. because of participation caps. Mm -hmm. If you find that, then go ahead and get yourself put on the waiting list. Yes. Um, a lot of times people get discouraged there. Don't be discouraged. We're going to do everything we can to get as many people as we can into the games. 
no guarantees, but we know that we can't get you in if you're not on the waiting list. So put yourself on the waiting list and we'll do the best that we can. We wanted to also remind you that you can get all the registration information at our at our website, which is seniorgames.net. You're going to find schedules. You'll find the dates. You'll find the rules of the sports and tons of great information on active aging that's there as well. And Lil, it's our 35th anniversary year. (laughs) So we've been celebrating all year long. And one of the ways that we're celebrating is to give away 35 registration fee waivers. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that you're following us on Facebook and that you watch for various opportunities to get your registration fee waiver. We're doing a bunch of different things. Uh, We also want to remind you to open up your emails when they're sent out. Uh, We've done a couple of contests on the, on the show that we're doing right now. So lots of different ways, but social media is a good way to kind of Mm -hmm. keep up on what's going on. And we're excited. We've given out several of them, excited to give out all 35 of them. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 PM mountain time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, we take this live show and we turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. Uh, If you are listening by podcast, we want to invite you to take a moment and give us a rating and write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word. And then just a reminder again that you can find this as well as previous shows on our website at seniorgames.net. So go ahead and check that out. Today's inspirational thought. This is a good one. It comes from the late, great Nelson Mandela. And he says, it is, excuse me. (laughs) He says, it always seems impossible until it's done. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.